welcome back to another episode of the Mac and D podcast. I'm right here with Jimmy D, and later on, we're going to be uh, met with our friend James Konsky. How's your week been going, James? It, it's been busy, but it's it's been a pretty good week. You know, I'm I'm excited to have a guest on the podcast for the first time. I'm glad we picked another James, just so we don't get confused with names. We want to make it easy on ourselves and on the listeners. Uh, so just a lot of great things and a lot of things pointing up for us. Yeah, so we went ahead and already recorded the mock, so we're going to insert that in right after this. Uh, I definitely got a little bit of that James 1-2 punch going on right in my face. So uh, it was a lot of fun doing this mock draft. Um, we're looking forward to having more guests on. Um, we'll do a little comparison after the fact of the draft just to like, see what our teams end up shaking out to look like. And uh, we'll let you all end up voting to see who ends up having the best team on our social media. So yeah. let us know. So, how that works out. Unfortunately, the, the mock went a little long, so we're not going to have time for news today. But that just gives us more time for news on Sunday. Maybe we could do like the defense and kicker. Uh, pod on Sunday so it's like we only have to talk about them for 10 minutes and we can just do news for the the majority of the time yeah let me tell you there's a lot of good training camp news that you need to be aware of in order to be able to win your leagues Um, a lot of RB1 versus RB2 who's going to be that wide receiver one decisions being made in camp and if you're not aware of those you're going to definitely get left behind a little bit so we'll get into that on Sunday but I hope you all enjoy this mock draft Um, we did it on sleeper we'll explain the rules in the beginning and just give you guys a little bit of insight into what each round by round breakdown looks like so enjoy the mock draft hello so we are here with our friend James Konsky so Konsky you want to introduce yourself real quick to the listeners yeah what's up guys uh great to be here I'm a friend of uh, Maddie Mack and Jimmy D from uh, business school. Um, I share an Illini fandom with with Jimmy D. Um, so unfortunately, I don't watch college football really. I know uh, perhaps a lot of the rookie uh, analysis will be lacking, but I love NFL football. I was a huge St. Louis Rams fan for a long time, and then of course my heart got ripped out by Stan Kroenke, and they left, um, and and I was teamless, and so. Uh, Fancy football kind of led me to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, one year, I, I had Blake Bortles, Allen Robinson, and Allen Hearns all on my fancy team, and they led me to a championship. So now I'm a tortured Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Yeah, I feel like that's what we yeah. have in common, Koski. We both love the cardiac kitties, the really terrible NFL teams. I like the Lions, you like the Jaguars. So we have that shared pain going on at all times. <laughs> See, I think the tough oh, yeah. part there though, is usually people that have a terrible college football team, uh, such as myself, we, we end up picking like a really good NFL team. But you're like, you know what? I'm a glutton for pain. I want to I want to hurt both times because, man, Illinois yeah. is tough to cheer for. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I so I went to college on the East Coast and all my buddies out there were Patriots fans like yourself. And it was just they were too good. Like I, I could not stomach being a bandwagon fan. So um, I had to jump on. Just something totally random. Yeah, I think that would be exactly the totally, totally random. You know, maybe the first London fandom. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, hey, London's a great place. So, you know, I can take my my yearly trip to go see him play. That's all right. We love the pain on this podcast. So, Konsky's joining us today to do an extremely special episode today. We're super excited to have him. We love his expertise. Basically, what we're doing today is a live mock draft, so you all can get a little bit more familiar what, with what kind of decisions you're going to have to make whenever you're doing these mock drafts. So here's the ground rules. We're doing 12 teams. Um, nine of them are going to be auto-pick. It's going to be CPU. The remaining three are going to be us. Um, I'm going first at pick number three, 
and it's going to be a snake draft, so it's going to snake around, and I'm going to have the worst pick on the on the back end. And then we have James Dutton, who's going to have the fifth pick, and then we have James Konsky. God, it's going to be hard to keep track of with the ninth pick. And so we're just going to cycle through those. It's half PPR, so that's going to be a little bit of consideration in here. And uh, yeah, so as we're like talking through our decisions, we're going to let you all know about why we're picking this player, a little bit about the contact context, and a little bit about the rationale as we're deciding each guy. So. Um, do you guys have any questions before we get started, or is it clear as mud? Straightforward. Let's do it. Cool. Mock draft season, baby. Here we go. So I'm going to start it up. So we already have a little bit of an interesting thing, but it doesn't affect us. We had CMC go first overall. I guess the CPU saw something in him, and then we went Jonathan Taylor with the second pick. So um, this position is honestly probably one of the hardest for me. Uh, third overall, it's kind of like I have to stick to my guns, and I've been talking up Najee Harris all offseason. But at the same time, like, whenever you see him ranked eighth, like, we're doing sleep rap right now, and he's ranked eighth on sleeper. It's like, do I actually want to stick to my guns and actually go with the player that I've been ranking super highly, or do I want to go a little more chalk and go with what the consensus rankings are saying? So my options here are go wide receiver. I could go Cup. I could go Jefferson. I could go Jamar Chase. Or I could go one of these older running backs. I could go Derrick Henry. I could go Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler. Honestly, it really comes down to three players for me. It's going to either be Eckler, which I've seen has been a really popular third overall pick. Justin Jefferson's also been a really uh, popular third overall pick and someone that I'm going to consider. And then lastly, my boy Najee Harris. You know, He's got that hound in him at all times. So I, I think I got to stick to my guns and like, that's a little easy to say because we're doing a mock draft and it's not that real. There's not huge stakes. Maybe we should put some stakes on this to make it a little bit more exciting, but I'm going to end up clicking Najee Harris here. Once we get to the end of the two minutes, what do you guys think? Uh, no surprises here. You've, you've been hyping Najee pretty hard this whole off season. So I, I can't believe you even took a minute and a half to talk about anybody else at that spot. <laughs> Well, you, Kotsky, what do you think about that? Do you think I've, I have too much of a fetish for Jay, uh, Najee Harris? I think it's, yeah, it's like a foot fetish. You know, he's got quick feet, and, you know, I know you like your feet. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a little early for me. Um, I'm worried about the offensive line in Pittsburgh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made that decision myself. Yeah, I would have picked him. He definitely was really low in terms of yards before contact last year, so I think a better offensive line could help. So now we're up with James Dunn at fifth overall. Yeah, so so D. Henry went fourth, right, which then leaves Austin Eckler, who honestly I feel like might be a pretty strong pick here, right? Having him fall all the way to five puts you in a pretty good spot where you can have one of the potentially top three guys there. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not like high on Delvin Cook, but I don't I don't hate taking Delvin Cook here either, as far as just like roster construction is concerned, like you know, taking just a good strong running back. Um, you know, th- this could be the point where we start dipping for receiver. I don't, I don't particularly love going with that receiver construction early, but at the same time, like if the, if you're going to be a zero running back draft, like this is the year to do it. Cause there's just, just absolute studs all throughout the first and second round at receiver. Um, we love the zero so that's, that's, on this podcast, by the way, or at least yeah, I, that's, <laughs> I, I think the, the one thing too, though, cause at least like going back to your pick, I've been seeing McCaffrey going first overall a little bit more frequently. And, and I don't know where that came from. Like, I, I don't know why all of a sudden people switched off the consensus being uh, Jonathan Taylor. So, I, I mean, have either of you two heard reasons why all of a sudden people are kind of higher on McCaffrey? 
I think it's really just the upside when it comes down to it. And there are backup options. You have Deontay Foreman, you have Chuba Hubbard still, but it seems like the offense is going to be hundred percent running through him. Uh, in terms of why Taylor would be falling, I, there's some weird Naeem Hines season rumblings, but like nothing that would actually be significant enough to be, uh, eat into his workload at all. So yeah, I think it should still be Taylor. Yeah. And one thing I've been hearing about Jonathan Taylor is touchdown regression. You know, he had okay. like, I think I saw a stat that he had the most, um, uh, touches inside the five yard line and converted like almost all of them. So you know, okay. it's just hard to keep that up again. Yeah. So um, I ended up going with uh, my, my top wide receiver at the pick before we move over to Konski. So I, I went Justin Jefferson. I, I just think at, at this point, it's like I'm not getting a top running back. I might as well take who I think is the best receiver. Yeah. You got to love JJ. So it went Eckler at six, Cup at seven, Mixon at eight, and now we have Konski at nine. <laughs> yeah. I So I love, I personally love the, the, uh, wide receiver first round this year. I think if I picked uh, anywhere from three to six, I would, you know, hope that Justin Jefferson fell to me uh, or Cooper Cup, but I like Jefferson better. Um, but kind of picking at the end of the first round here, um, I am looking to, uh, I think the most value comes in the running back position, especially since I have Dalvin on the board. I think the, the, the Vikings offense is going to be so, so potent this year. Um, and, it, you know, it's going to be a more pass-heavy uh, kind of system um, with the offensive coordinator coming over from the Rams. So, you know, I think that opens the playbook for Dalvin a bit because he's not that, like, power runner. He's more of, like, you know, a, kind of a zone scheme, like, dump it off out of the backfield kind of running back. So I'm I'm going to go Dalvin here, and I'm really happy that he fell tonight. I've seen yeah, some. I think that's kind of the perfect pick, right? I mean, that, that's like it, – it'd either be between that or Jamar, right? And it's like – like you said, I mean, it, the, the value is kind of there at running back. Why not snag it? Yeah, I've seen Dalvin falling in some drafts, and I don't really fully understand it. I've seen him falling to almost the third round. So uh, now on the turn, we had a few guys come off the board. The first tight end, Kelsey, went off the board. Uh, Saquon Barkley went very high as well. So now we're back with Conti again on the turn of the snake. Yeah, I actually, I hate this now. Um, all three of my targets, all four of my targets got taken. Dude, you love the like, pain, I, right? I You're a Jaguars fan. Yeah, you got to get used to it. I was looking. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a long season for my Jaguars, My Jaguars miss out on all the cool free agents, so why would I get one in the draft? You know? What are you talking about? You got Christian Kirk for $72 million. That's a cool free agent. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Love Christian Kirk. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I was looking Kelsey – I love Aaron Jones. I think Saquon is a huge value this year. Devontae Adams, I think, is a top receiver. I would stay away from Chase, personally. I think there's too much competition in, in Cincinnati. Um, and so this gets tough for me. I think um, at this point, I don't love any of the running backs that are available. I think my love would be Fournette, maybe. But I think it's too early to grab him. Um yeah, this is really look at CD. This is really interesting. Looking yeah. at these sleeper rankings for this half PPR, like you compare this to ESPN, it's almost completely different. Like James Conner, Leonard Fournette are almost a whole round lower in their rankings compared to ESPN. So um, it's a bit of a weird yeah, reach, but like, you got to get your guys at this point too. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you got to get your guys. Um, I'm. Well, no, I'm not going to go Lenny. His offensive line is decimated. I don't like that. 
Yeah, they have their um, left guard go. I'm down. actually gonna. I'm gonna go interesting here. I'm gonna go Mark Andrews uh, and grab that like stud tight end early. Yeah, this is what I thought was going to happen. So we get here to my pick. One, Mark Andrews is gone. Who, um, you know, it's. I, I think I agree with the pick. Right, you, you're at that spot where I think just in general in fantasy, we're starting to learn that paying for a premium tight end is definitely worth it, especially early in the draft because the guy, you know, the top three or four guys are just heads and tails above everyone else. Uh, so I like that pick from Yukonski. And now what we have is like. Guys who, again, I, I know it's like you have to just kind of be aware of other ranking systems, Like, but ESPN has a lot of these guys, and I mean like a, an entirely different round versus where I'm picking. So like the running backs I have available are Javante, Leonard Fournette, and Zeke. I don't think anyone here wants Zeke. I don't think anyone here wants Zeke. I don't know why he's still like a round two, round three running back. Um, for some reason, sleeper, it's Josh Allen at 20. Like I, there's no way I'm picking a quarterback at 20 in a one-quarterback league. Um, so I, I think – this is kind of the unfortunate part of picking a wide receiver first is like, I'm, I'm almost going to get pitch and hold here potentially into a zero running back draft, but with CD still on the board, I can't let Mad Max snipe him from me. So I'm <laughs> definitely going to have to grab some, some CD lamb and, and just feel really good about having two solid running or wide receivers and then try to find the value later. Cause I, I think regardless of what you do, like you can say zero running back draft, but if a good running back were still here, I would take it was like if Chubb fell, I, I might grab him as an RB one. I think you can't just be so um, stuck on on a plan before you go into it. Like you just kind of have to grab the value that comes to you. And and for me, that's just grabbing CD, even though I might not have wanted to start two wide receivers in this draft. Yeah, not my boy DVD Sheep. I was hoping he'd fall <laughs> to me. But yeah, this is really interesting with the sleeper rankings because like usually the ESPN rankings really work in my favor for because guys that I really don't like, Kamara for example, Cook is a little guy that I don't love, Aaron Jones for example, they're way higher on ESPN. So people draft the way earlier, and then I get these guys I really like. So I guess it's just life right now. <laughs> so Tyree Kill went in between. I really don't understand why Josh Allen's so high either. This must be some weird, like, inflation with a lot of people doing, like, super flex uh, with QBs being a little higher value there. Um, I don't love Debo this year. My options are, like, Javante Williams, Lenny Forns, Zeke Elliott, Mike Evans, AJ Brown. James Conner is really, really low. Um I have another pick here uh, that it's going to be right along the turn. So I don't think I need to reach too low for a guy. So I can kind of stick with these top guys that are available. Um, it's really interesting. A lot of these guys that I would be normally targeting are actually going in the second round rather than the third round. Uh, it's a tough one. I, I kind of do want to go two RBs. So I'm probably going to stick between Javante, Leonard Fournette, and Zeke Elliott. I feel like I can get pretty good value at wide receiver. And I feel like me personally, just knowing myself, I can scout the good wide receivers versus the bad ones a little bit better. Um, hmm. This is a tough one. And like, because you guys can't snipe me, I guess I can say this. I've been loving what I've been seeing out of Kyle Pitts in the preseason. I don't know if you guys saw him last night in their preseason game. But yeah, he looks good. He looks like a wide receiver one. Like it, the fact that he's that big and that fast as a tight end is absolutely insane. He's going to get the volume in the Mariota offense. So I'm pretty yeah, excited. I had a feeling Mariota Mario Mario loves his tight ends. So if, if you weren't picking uh, Pitt, I was definitely going to grab him if you made it back to me. And to your point, Konsky, yeah, Mariota loves that tight end. He, there's 
Uh, he was running some routes last night that were just incredible. Like he just he can make DBs look silly. He can make linebackers look silly. The dude's gonna potentially really feast this year. So this is a little high for the guy, but I'm doing Javante Williams. We're gonna see what happens with it. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he just gamed the uh, auto draft right there. I really did, and I'm gonna be able to get Kyle Pitts here, which I'm really stoked for. Uh, this is honestly working out very well in my favor. I'm getting a very young team. Najee's under 23. So it's Javante Williams, as is Kyle Pitts. So I like this kind of draft. I like drafting the younger guys with more potential and just like being able to see what happens rather than the younger guys or the older guys that are potentially on the decline. So this is working out very well in my favor. So I'm loving my draft so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love I think- what you guys brought up earlier, you know, one of your previous episodes about like betting on the young guys with upside and kind of not taking the known known, but taking the the higher ceiling of some somebody that could grow into something better. Um, I love that philosophy. I think it's really smart. I think the tough part too, watching you snag Kyle Pitts, right? It's going to come back to me and it's like, do I really want James Conner to be my RB1? Right. So it's like, I'm already kind of put into a tough position again by grabbing two early receivers. So I think that the nice thing for me is I'm just going to play to the roster construction here. And, you know, in this league as set up, it's three receiver, two flex, which means I can really just lean into having a ton of receivers and just kind of punt the running back position. And it looks like the draft is just going to fall that way to me because there's still going to be good wide receivers, but not any running backs that I really like or that I think are worth reaching for at my next pick here. Yeah, I've seen that as a really popular format this year is three wide receiver and a flex or two. So I kind of try to make it a little bit more applicable for this upcoming season. So I did the three wide receiver. And you're 100% right. Whenever you have more spots available for a position, it's okay to load up on it more so than otherwise. So there's no shame there. I'm going to go ahead and click Pitts. Don't have much more analysis. He's good. He's a god. He's got that dog in him. Well said. He is good. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, so Mike Evans got snagged from me from the uh, the CPU drafters. So that leaves either AJ Brown or Keenan Allen as kind of some two, maybe older guy type. Or I guess AJ Brown's not old, but you know, kind of the more known quantity at wide receiver. Uh, sleepers tell me maybe Patrick Mahomes, but again, I'm not taking a quarterback in the t- the first three rounds, especially in a one quarterback league. We got T. Higgins, who for the exact same reason Konsky doesn't like Jamar Chase, I kind of like T. Higgins. There's going to be a lot of focus on Jamar, and, and T's a very good receiver. I know you don't particularly love him, Mad Mac, but the dude can definitely ball out. Dude, um, dude watch. Like Herbert would be a reach. Like it's, it's iffy where we're at at this point. Watch Team 1 just draft like 12 straight quarterbacks, so then we're stuck with like starting <laughs> someone awful like Drew Locke or something just because we all went zero QB. I'll go Gino and uh, Drew Locke as my corners, our quarterback, so I know I always have elite play ready to go. Dude, get that stack, baby. That's all you need. <laughs> to the moon. Yeah, so I, th- I, th- I think at this point, I'm just going to take a receiver that I like a lot this year, who, I mean, at where I'm drafting, this is definitely a reach, but I'm going to go with Michael Pittman Jr. I, I think everything is kind of on the up and up for him, and I I just don't trust Jalen Hurts. I've mentioned plenty of times in, in our podcast. Um I think Keenan Allen's on the wrong side of, of 30, so I'm not a huge fan of grabbing him. T is kind of like high-risk, high-reward, maybe an awesome best ball guy, but not your, your kind of like stalwart, you know, fantasy consistent producer. And I think Michael Pittman's just going to have a, a great uptick this year, so I'm going to snag him there and just kind of keep shoring up the wide receiver position. Yeah. 
we've talked a lot about during this offseason, like we don't necessarily need to be getting good players in real life, but we need to be getting good players for fantasy. And that's two very different things. I think your analysis on Higgins was spot on. Like he's a very, very good real life player, huge hands, huge arms. He's got like basketball size wingspan, but he's just not that good for fantasy. In my opinion, there's a lot of mouths to feed, but what was crazy was this week. He didn't make the NFL top 100. And I thought that was a huge slide on him. So Maybe he'll have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, but he went right before Konsky was able to draft. Yeah, you know, I like once again the three guys I was looking at: Keenan Allen, James Conner, T. Higgins, all taken. Um, I like, I, I love the Cincinnati offense and want to get a piece of it, but I would go Higgins later rather than Chase. You know, kind of take the cheaper guy there. Um, I think James Conner is going to be great this year. He was awesome last year. And he has even less competition and a better offensive line. Um, you know, hopefully a healthy Kyler uh, for the whole season. So I, I like that. Um, I think here, um, you know, wide receiver is deep. We always we know that. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and grab a guy that I think would be a fine wide receiver one for me. Um, I've been hearing great things out of camp. Uh, you know, I, I just I've had him probably for the last. Four years. I love him. Deontay Johnson, uh, Pittsburgh. He's your guy. Do it. Don't even hesitate. Yep, Just go ahead and do it. 20 seconds left on the clock. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some interesting options here. I really like Travis Etienne on this turn. You also have Cam Akers and Brees Hall available. So you got some good spot here. Yeah, you know, Mahomes and Herbert win. Uh, and then some guys I don't like, A.J. Brown, David Montgomery. Um, I am not in on Brees Hall. I don't think the Jets' offense is going to be very good. And I think Michael Carter was, you know, really good last year. Like, why would they just not utilize him at all? So I'm, I'm going to avoid that. Worried about Cam Akers and his health. You don't come back from a Achilles, you know, all that well uh, quickly. Um yeah, I yeah. I drafted yeah. Brees Hall today in a draft, and he had fell all the way to, like, 50th. And I felt like someone had just, like, spit on me. Because then right after that, there was a report that came out that Michael Carter was resting, seemingly because he's on the first team, and Brees Hall is running with the second. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I already felt scubby, and now I feel even worse. So I, I don't believe yeah. in Brees Hall at this point either. It might be a later, uh, later in the season stash at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little off the board here. I'm, I'm kind of taking uh, Jimmy D's, you know, no RB strategy. Um, you know, I, I have Dalvin, but I'm gonna wait on running back, and I'm gonna go Terry McLaurin. I think he has the potential to be a, a really good breakout candidate. You know, he's been good in the past, but Carson Wentz does not know how to check the ball down, and he just loves to keep it deep into double coverage. And scary Terry can run. So I yeah, no, that's a great analysis because everyone hates Carson Wentz, but if there's one thing the dude can do is throw a good deep ball, a good accurate deep ball. And that's going to be nothing but positive for scary Terry. Um, so then, you know, who goes after the Terry McLaurin is Cam Akers, George Kittle, Travis Etienne. I love Travis Etienne. I think if he made it to me, I would have grabbed him, but this is one of those ones where in ESPN, he probably would have been at 50, but in sleeper, he's, you know, kind of ranked at like 38 or something. So uh, it's unfortunate to see that, that go. Uh, so that leaves Brees Hall as the, the best available running back or potentially Josh Jacobs, who 
Uh, Josh Jacobs might be moving up some draft boards now that Kenyon Drake got cut from the Raiders. So um, there, there's those options. Um, again, I still have two flex positions. So if I want to just keep bonifying the wide receiver spot, I could. Um, you know, I'm kind of almost locked into a, a zero RB draft at this point. So we got Darren Waller at tight end. We've got Lamar at quarterback. Um, Dude, you're cornering the market yeah. on wide receivers. Like, what the I, know. Hell? <laughs> I mean, Cortland Sutton's out there, but it's not like Mad Max going to pick him. So he might make it back to me. Um, I, I'm not going to grab Antonio Gibson. We've talked it in multiple podcasts. Like, nothing positive is coming out of, about Antonio Gibson. Dude, Antonio um, Gibson got like thrown to the gulag. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> he's he's all the way dead. Yeah. So, like, looking at the board, you know, that to me the best receivers available is you know maybe like i mean alan robinson has some good reports coming out dk is the best talented receiver but that quarterback uh, situation is so abysmal that i I don't really want to take him especially with a fourth round pick mike williams is pretty boomer bust i i I think he's you know primed to have a good year but it it seems like that's been happening every year and you know it looks great the first three weeks when he puts up 40 points and then he kind of like disappears he just goes casper on you so I, I think to me the the spot here is to just grab Lamar and, and kind of get that rushing upside quarterback and and get him before you know Mad Mac takes him from me. Way to pick a running back finally and Lamar Jackson. Really happy for you. That's um, right. <laughs> uh, so Darren Waller went right after you picked. Uh, Brees Hall is still available. He will continue to be available after this pick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. So. My best bet is to finally go wide receiver, which is my favorite position. So I'm in a very, very good spot. There's a lot of guys that I like right here. Um, I know you just mentioned you love DK Metcalf, and that's completely understandable. But I just kind of think back to last season and how abysmal it was for the Seahawks. Um, Sierra's husband got hurt last year, a.k.a. Russell Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, a.k.a. Broncos Country, Let's Ride. Um, And that was for over half the season. So... And even when he came back, he still had like that weird hand injury where like he wasn't 100%. And he was already playing with the Geno Smiths of the world. Hopefully we won't be seeing Drew Locke ever again. I hope he gets punted into space by Superman himself. Um, So Geno Smiths looked decent. And he still produced over 1,000 yards last year and still had six touchdowns, which is decent production. Um, I'm going to bet on talent. I'm not going to feel bad about it. Uh, DK Metcalf is a beast. Um, he has a body that I could only ever hope to have. And I, I'm just going to be happy with what I pick and whatever ends up happening happens. So there goes DK. So how, how many times a day are you lifting to start looking like DK Metcalf, just out of curiosity? Uh, I left fries into my mouth. Um, okay, so, okay, I think that should do the trick. So Brees Hall finally went via the CPU. Um, CPU David wanted for the longest time. Then Mike Williams, Eli Mitchell, and Cortland Sutton. Could- Hey, sorry, just not to cut you off here, can we take a moment to appreciate Team 1? So they reached for McCaffrey at pick 1, they grabbed Josh Allen in round 2, they got stuck with Ezekiel Elliott, Mike Williams is their uh, wide receiver 1, and then Elijah Mitchell is their third running back. Like This team is the the dream team of, of reaching, and I love to see. like They're either going to win every single game, or be your friend that quits after 6 weeks because they realize your team is absolute trash. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it definitely looks like one of your family and friends leagues that just the person has no clue what they're doing. <laughs> um, I have some weird running backs available. Probably some guys that in real life leagues are going to fall way below what they're currently being drafted at. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, yes, the Kenyon Drake thing happened today. However, Zamir White is going to be poaching running back uh, 
options right at the goal line. And then my boy, Amir Abdullah. Fear Amir. Let him loose. He's going to be catching passes out of the backfield. Um, but yeah, I still like Jacobs decently. But I already have two running backs, so I'm not overly running back needy. Also got to, you know, distribute the wealth a little bit, share it with Jimmy D. Love get a running back eventually. So uh, looking a little further down the board, Kyler Murray is available here. I love me some Kyler Murray. Talked about that a lot this offseason. AJ Dillon, he might have the biggest spread in terms of ESPN versus Sleeper. On Sleeper, he's 61. On ESPN, he's 110. So, like, if you're doing an ESPN league, please just draft him with the 7th or 8th round. Like, you're getting a good value automatically. So, that's, like, your cheat code of the, the day right there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go Mark Cooper. Mainly because I'm running out of time. Mari Cooper, <laughs> Mari Cooper's going to be a wide receiver one. Uh, yes, the quarterback play is going to be abysmal, but I also don't have a lot of Mari Cooper exposure in other leagues, so I'm happy to diversify a little bit and get Mari Cooper there. Yeah, and that, that puts me in a bind here, right? Like, I'm not going to take Antonio Gibson. The second best, according to Sleeper, uh, running back is J.K. Dobbins, so now it's like, all right, screw it. We're, we're full-fledged zero, zero uh, RB. Uh, I do like AJ Dillon. I don't know if I like AJ Dillon in the fifth round. Like that—that's crazy. But like that would be the running back I would take here. Uh, the issue is, is like if I don't take AJ Dillon, like I'm not going to grab Clyde. I'm not going to grab uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, I'm not, probably not going to grab Damian Harris again. At just at at position. So like, it's starting to look very very terrifying at running back if I if I don't get a guy. But at the same time, I I just don't think it's worth panicking and reaching, just because. Um, you know that like you're worried that you don't have a running back I, I think you're better off just getting getting the talent that falls to you um and to me that that's either going to be jerry judy or alan robinson um we, we've been hearing great things out of camp for alan robinson he's you know kind of really popping off with matt stafford but he's the older guy jerry judy we haven't heard as much uh good news you know from him but he's a terrific route runner tim patrick went down with an injury and he's got a huge upgrade at quarterback so there, there's a lot to love about Jerry Judy, and it's, it's kind of like getting Cortland Sutton, but you know, two rounds later is the way I'm, I'm seeing it here. Um, you know, maybe I could reach for Dalton Schultz, but I, again, I don't think I love taking Dalton Schultz in the, the fifth round. I might just have to take a, a flyer on tight end a lot later. Um, so I'm going to take kind of the, the higher upside pick in my mind here and, and just take a, take a flyer on Jerry Judy and hope for the quarterback play. Yeah, I think you're 100% right with that because I see Sutton and Judy as autonomous. And so if you can get one of them way later than the other, just do it. It's the same player. What do you think? Yeah, he's got a, at least he's got a balanced roster, right? He's got some running back. He's got some wide receiver depth, and he's got tight end locked up. So he, he really has the, the world as his oyster. That's just how I like it. A little bit of diversity on my team. Uh, man, I, you know, this is like, this is like um, wide receiver, just embarrassment of riches at this point. Like, I mean, there's Al Robinson on the board, Hollywood Brown, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Mr. Dependable himself. Um, I, I, I mean, this is, this is a very easy pick for me. Allen Robinson, get a piece of the Rams offense. Um, I like you like you mentioned, Allen Robinson is, is gonna have a great rapport with, with Matthew Stafford and um I mean there's plenty of targets to go around between Cup and A Rob and they play completely different positions. Um, you know, Cooper Cup's good over the middle of the field, Allen Robinson's that that wide guy. Um pretty obvious pick for me here, I think. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that Robert Woods last year was wide receiver 12 before he ended up going down with that ACL tear, Achilles tear, something to the leg. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely a worthwhile pick because the volume is 100% going to be there. And I, I would say Allen Robinson is way better than Bobby Trees. I think, I mean, Jack's fan myself. I love me some A-Rob. Do it. So I got A-Rob going. Chris Godwin went off. Dobbins went off. Yeah, I'm surprised with the Godwin pick, though, because, I mean, we don't know when he's coming back, right? Like, it's still, like, could be week eight, could be week 12. Like, that's a lot of risk for for your fifth-round receiver, especially when, as you highlight, like, Brandon Cooks was still on the board. Um, you know, Marquise Brown, I I guess he was on the board. No, he wasn't on the board when, when Team 10 picked. So, to, to me, there were some better receivers that the computer could have drafted there. Yeah, I think it's so weird after we already saw like Michael Thomas just have a lingering injury that kind of just lingered on forever and ever and ever and caused him to miss way more time than expected. So I'm surprised more people aren't a little bit more hesitant on Godwin because it's not like seems Michael but... Thomas. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it does. Well, Michael Thomas went right before Konsky's pick here. And I saw there's a report out of camp that he's been resting because of a hamstring injury. So we might be seeing history repeat itself and Slant Boy might not touch the field this year. Slab boy just cursed. Just the, He's cursed. the curse of the stink of Ohio State, right? <laughs> it must be it. That or just like he has so much money on his back, you know, he just like has a backpack of cash with him after that that extension that he signed. That's just like his legs can't handle it, and that's why they've been perpetually injured. See, I do I like Dukatsky. <laughs> All my homies hate Ohio State. <laughs> oh god, Ohio State is the worst. Dude, I hope they go Absolutely. 0 12 this year. Yep, yep. 0 12 at the at the hands of Brett Bielema. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I, you know, here I, I think, um, you know, AJ Dillon's on the board and, and I do really like AJ Dillon. Um, actually though, I, I'm kind of, I have my eye on some later running backs, but I think we're going to have some huge upside. Um, and here there's still those great wide receivers. Um, Brandon Cooks, Amon Ra. I'm going to take a chance though on a guy that I don't think is too old. I don't think he's fragile. I think he's going to be healthy. Adam Thielen. Do it. He's, he's Thielen. I love it. I yeah, love it. Touchdown machine. White. Ooh, and that White. AJ Dillon actually fell to me here. So this is six round when it's like you have to start thinking about filling up that running back position. So did y'all see the report I, that Matt Lafleur did this earlier this week, where they called he called AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones one A and one A. It wasn't one A one B. Wasn't one and two. One A one A. So. See, that alone makes me hate the guy right there because that means the, the coach is doing some some funky stuff there. I, sh- I should not want to be a part of that. It might be a little buzzwordy, but I don't know. I like it. It, it makes me excited. Gives me a little chub, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I could go like TJ Hawkinson here, but I'm not as high on him as you, the Lions fan, are. Um, I mean, the winged dragon of Amon Ra is out there. So if I really just want to go as bona fide deep as I can receive right good, and I still have a flex position to place him. Hey, don't fuck me here. Uh, Let me get Amon Ra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he's going to fall to you because I'm, I'm probably going to snag AJ Dillon. I, I think this is the point. Like last round would have been way too early. It would have been a reach. I think at this point, um, I just I like the talent. I, I like the the fact that that offense is going to have to lean on the running backs because right now it's like Romeo Dubes is, is like the, the wide receiver one just because he and Aaron Rodgers are having breakfast together or whatever. So <laughs> I don't know, it, there's a lot of a lot of weird question marks there as far as the passing offense is concerned. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and snag A.J. Dillon. He's a running back I like quite a bit this year. Yeah, dude, preseason has been so bad that like 
who people are having breakfast with is like front page news now. It's really, really sad. Um, I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm just going to go ahead and take my boy, my large adult son, Amon Ross St. Brown, and not one of them. So there we go. Absolutely. Great pick. No analysis needed. <laughs> no analysis needed. So, I will say, though, Matty Mac, you got to pronounce his name right. Amon Ross St. Brown? I think it's Amon Ra. Eh, close enough. i'll watch some hard knocks tonight i'll figure out exactly how to pronounce it i am the worst at pronunciations i've already had like five friends text me about how to pronounce different players names and i've already forgot all of them so um (laughs) another guy i really like so another big 10 boy um rashad bateman is available here i love loading up on these mid-round wide receivers especially whenever i didn't completely blow my load earlier on in the draft um juju's interesting as well uh, the dude's still only 25, but I don't know. He's doing a few too many TikToks for my taste. So we're going to go ahead and go Rashad Bateman. Bet on the talent, bet on the volume. And, uh, yeah, he was really solid last year in limited performance and with having a backup quarterback for half the year. So uh, we're going Bateman. Yeah, I like that. You've gone four receivers in a row, too. You're, you, you skipped it early, now you're going all in on I it. I can't resist, man. They're too sexy. Yeah. So the sleepers tell me to take Gabe Davis. I, you and I have talked about it at length. It's like, man, I'm just, I just do not feel comfortable drafting one performance in a playoff game. Um, I, I think there's, you know, there's the potential of them being very good this year. I just, I, it's, I'm iffy on it. So that's all I can say is I'm, I'm just not sure. So, and then at this point, it's like, okay, the the best running back available, at least like within this tier, would probably probably be like Chase Edmonds or Tony Pollard. Um, so then it's like, okay, would I rather grab that or do I go with the high upside of like a Drake London who I've talked about quite a bit and the fact that I like him a lot. And again, I still have room for a receiver, like a starting receiver on my roster. So I'm not at the point where it's like, I'm just grabbing bench depth. Like that's still a, a startable player. Um, there, there's some other guys in, in this tier that I like, but I think would be a reach maybe at this spot. Um, yeah, we definitely have been yeah, running it, back dead zone, so you might as well wait a little bit. Right. I, I, I'm i stuck between Hunter Renfro and Drake London. So th- this is one of those ones where, it's like, if this was ESPN, like Hunter Renfro is like an 80 receiver and London's more like a 90, 95, and it's kind of flip-flop on sleepers. Like, I know London can't make it back to me. Hunter Renfro might make it back to me, although I know Konski loves them lunch pail receivers, so he might, might snipe them right from me. Well, all you got to do is think um, about who do you want your daughter to date? Do you want Drake London? I mean, Drake London's got six five and pure athletes. So I mean, that's you know that would be a good uh, you know a good prom date there. Uh, I think when it comes down to it, I'm I'm going to go just we're at the part where we need to take just pure upside plays. Drake London is nothing but upside, so I'm going to go with it. Why not? So much upside, he doesn't have a picture uploaded on Sleeper yet. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I've got. So Goddard went off the board. Your boy, Gabe Davis. Uh, Russell, the love muscle, is off the board as well. Um, I So I got one running back. I got to start to think about uh, roster construction here a bit. Um, I do need that RB2. And this is exactly the time of the draft that I was waiting for. I love Chase Edmonds. Uh, Ken Walker in Seattle is hurt. And Rashad Penny was great at the end of last year. And, you know, Pete Carroll, uh, God bless him, Mr. 
with one foot in the grave. Um, loves to run the ball. So Rashad Penny, I think it could be good. And then I'm actually in on Melvin Gordon. I think that Melvin Gordon is going to be Russ's security blanket, uh, you know, running back. He trusts the veterans kind of like a Tom Brady. And I just don't think Javante is going to be as good uh, as, you know, people are filling him out to be this year. So sorry, Mad Mac. Um, but I'm actually going to go uh, chase Edmonds here and hope that Penny comes back to me. Yeah, I think you're 100%. I think said that he's coming back to you. Yeah. Oh, there goes Penny Rip. I think you're 100% okay. right in what you're thinking, though. Like, I feel like you really win your leagues in your first three rounds. And then, like, in these later rounds, you have to pick between these two running backs are in the same situation. They're truly a 1A, 1B kind of situation. And you just got to kind of have to hope that you end up picking the right one. And that's where the real money ends up getting won. And with Edmonds, it's Hammer Mostert, right? And hopefully it just ends up being Edmonds. You got to take that swing. So I like it. If Tua can learn to check the ball down, then Chase is going to be awesome because uh, he's just electric catching the ball. Um, this picks, I think, you know, I'm, I'm tough here. I, I want to take another running back. Um, I really do uh, for roster construction. You know, I love having depth at running back. But the real talent in my mind is at wide receiver. You know, Hunter Renfro, Elijah Moore, uh, RB1, or uh, wide receiver one, Alan Lazard. Olave, Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk. I mean, just there are so many. Um, man. Uh, shoot. With that being said, I'm I'm going to go upside. You guys talked me into it at this point in the draft. Um, I don't think Devin Singletary is going to hang on to that job very very long. So I'm going to go James Cook right here. All right, interesting picks. So- I, I like the idea of the upside there. I don't love James Cook this season. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. Like He's going to be great for the Bills. I don't know if he's going to have great fantasy production, but he does have that pure upside. Uh, but then like to your point, James, of, of roster construction, here's where I've kind of backed myself into a corner by not taking running, like, by not taking running backs earlier. Because right now, even though I've picked players who I felt were the best on the board, um, there's like a ton of great upside receivers that would just be de- uh, bench depth at this point. Like I really like Chris Olave, but he'd be on my bench. I think Tyler Lockett's actually a sneaky decent pick this year, uh, but he'd be on the bench. Um, you know, you got Chase Claypool who could potentially have a, a ton of upside this year. Um, so that, you know, there's good guys there. That the tight end position looks pretty pretty mid at best with Dawson Knox and Zach Ertz. I don't really love either of those guys, but I have to think of tight end eventually. Um, you, know, you know, James, I just think you're you're tough. You know, without a running back or with only AJ Dillon yet. The I don't know if you're looking at you know scroll down a little bit on the running backs left, and you're oh, like, yeah, out of, you're out of people who are even going to see the field soon. Yeah. I, this is where it's it's basically I'm debating between Tony Pollard or Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, also, Melvin Gordon I think is in a in a pretty good spot. Tony Pollard, I just man, it's it's tough because I don't know what Dallas is going to do. For some reason, Jerry Jones it just has an affinity for Zeke to where it's like I know every year Tony Pollard keeps creeping up, but we haven't seen him actually do anything yet. Uh, Melvin Gordon's proven himself as you know last year was a great pick, and then Ramondre Stevenson. It, the, it looks like the workload's there, but the Patriots, you just, it's hard to trust the backfield. Um, you know, I, I think I just have to grab Tony Pollard here and, and hope that this is finally the year that they follow what is obviously the, the better player in the backfield. 
Yeah, and I think you messed up a little bit, JVD. Um, we this is a guy that we talked about last episode. At this point, the guys that are available to me are a bunch of gross players at terrible value. It's Dak Prescott, Dawson Knox, Zach Ertz, Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard. I do like Chris Olave, but I think I'm going to skip him this draft now that I already have four wide receivers. I didn't think he'd fall to me at this point. Um, I think you didn't scroll down enough. I think the obvious guy here is Damian Pierce. Um, See, I did. I was thinking you were going to grab someone before that, and he's going to get to me. That, that was going to be my, oh, I'm comfortable because I got Dame here. Yeah, so I am happy to reach a little bit further down because the guys towards the top are kind of gross. And the kind of the pick that I want on the other side of the flip is one of the quarterbacks between Stafford and Lance, and I think easily one of the two will end up falling to me. Other guys I do like, I do like Ramondre Stevenson. I think he could be a potential lead winner. But um, there is a lot of competition, and it's also Bill Belichick, who I just don't really fully trust at any point. So I'm going to go with the RB1, and I'm going to go with Davian Pierce, who's been rising of draft boards. This looks a little weird now, but I think you give it a few more weeks, and Damian Pierce's Damian Pierce's yeah, no, it's, it's a perfectly acceptable pick. I think it's a good one. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with the guy who I was talking about. I either want Stafford or Lance. Stafford's a way bigger question mark. Trey Lance is, yes, he's basically a rookie, but we've talked about on our pod how much his upside is just absolutely huge. Like, it's like during Wolf of Wall Street, whenever he's talking about the upside potential of the penny stock that he's selling, I want that penny stock and I want Trey Lance. So I'm going Trey. Well, I think the fact that you can get Trey so late is pretty fantastic for you because in an ESPN, he is creeping up. And if you look at like expert consensus consensus rankings, he's moving up. I I, I don't think you're gonna be able to get him that late in drafts, um, unless you're like in a family league where it's people that just want the big name quarterback. So I think that's a good pick for you, Mad Mac. But what that does do is now, okay, I, I was able to grab Tony Pollard, and then Melvin Gordon and Ramondre Stevenson made it back to me, which is awesome. I, I lost the chance at maybe wheeling Dawson Knox. I, I'm not high enough on him to be like upset that I didn't get back to him, but that is like the last tight end that I feel at least has some kind of semblance of consistency. So I'm just going to have to take two flyers on, on tight end and, and hope for the best there. I think I'm at that point in the draft. I feel really good, obviously about my receivers. So it's like, we're just going to start taking some flyers on running backs and hoping for the best. I think between Melvin Gordon and Ramon J. Stevenson, Mondre's just got way better upside and I'm a homer. So I just got to go with Stevenson on this pick. Love it. Yeah, you're really letting the zero RB flow through you, which is a lot of personal growth for you. So I'm really happy for you. Today's episode of the Mac and D podcast is brought to you by Awkward Pauses. Everything is still. The musicians have seemingly finished playing. They have just produced some of the most glorious sounds known to hit a man's eardrum. The musicians are now unmoving, frozen in time and space. The, bur- the beautiful church you are in has turned into a black hole. You want the musicians to know how much you appreciate the amazing act you just witnessed. You looked at the musicians, then at your own hands, then to the- turned to the person next to you, then back to your own hands, then back to the musicians. Is it time to clap? Have the musicians truly finished playing? Or are they simply resting, preparing for the next note that could come at any moment? Do you allow yourself to become cowardly and let someone else start the applause? Or do you take life by the reins and begin the thunder? Your heart races. Your palms are sweaty. Maybe you're not ready for the pish posh of the elevated life that comes with classical music. You look at your hands once again, almost out of body, without you doing it. 
out of your control, your hands clasped together for a singular loud clap that echoes through the church. The musicians were not done playing. You have now thrown off their timing. With the glare, the musicians continue. You are shunned forever from high society. Thank you again to Awkward Pauses. Shout out Classical Music for finding ways to change your life and for sponsoring today's pod. Let's get back to the action. What are you so thinking, I, man, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of jumping on Jimmy D's uh, coattails here that um, I want some upside running backs or some value running backs. Um, I've got four stud wide receivers. You know, I've got Deontay Johnson, Scary Terry, A-Rob, Thielen, the touchdown king. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't really need, there are so many wide receivers I can get later, you know, flyers like a Romeo Dobbs even. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna really stock up on running back here. Um, at this point, uh, I think Melvin Gordon's a good value. I'm actually I think James Robinson could be good this year if he comes back healthy. Uh, I'm, a lot I'm of go good indications that he is though too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. not even just you being a Jags fan. Like a lot of things are kind of pointing to Robinson at least returning to like a ten to fifteen touch type role. Which you know, at this point in the draft, I don't know what else you could really ask for. Yeah, there's nothing more right. satisfying and, in a draft than stealing someone else's handcuff as well. So yeah, you screw over team. What is it? Six to run by the CPU. That's what we love to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and snipe your handcuff, uh, Mad Mac. You know, I love you, but. But Melvin Gordon's not on my team. Fair enough. So Melvin, Michael Carter, Gasicki, Wilson, Kirk, Tony. I, I can't believe Tony, Tony going this early. It's kind of surprising. I thought he'd go a little bit later, but now we're back on Konski. Who, who are you thinking here? Yeah, I mean, obvious. We just talked about him. James Robinson. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of the obvious pick. But actually someone I'd like to talk about, I, you know, at this, this level in the draft, I think there are, there are really only two running backs that I would want anymore, and it's it's Rob. Well, it's Robinson, it's Madison, it's purely a handcuff, or it's Darrell, Darrell Henderson. Um, you know, Sean McVay is has been saying the same thing that you know Henderson and Kim Akers are one A one B, and I I would take the cheap running back there. You know, take take Henderson instead of taking Cam Akers early. Um, Man, I mean, Rams, better offense than the Jags, so I think I'm going to go Henderson here. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset because I thought Henderson was going to make it back to me. That's like the the prime target for a zero RB type roster, right? You, you, you summed it up. He's, he's going to get touches. We don't know really much about K-Makers other than they let him play in the Super Bowl. Like, that's his claim to fame right now is he got to play in the Super Bowl pretty much is it. Like, we know he was explosive before an Achilles, but we don't know what he is now. Um, so that, that kind of takes away one of those running backs that could have added some depth to, to my roster. Uh, so now I'm really at the point where it's like, okay, do I just say, screw it, let's just get the best available, you know, who do I like? And I, I think that's probably the route I'm going to go. If I were to grab one more running back just as that shoring up the position, if you will, I'd probably grab uh, an Isaiah Spiller just for the upside of potentially grabbing a rookie that could come into an in a increased role if anything were to happen to, uh, to Eckler. Uh, but I, I think, you know, because I've taken a couple fairly risky picks at receiver. We, we don't know much about Judy. Drake London could be a part of an abysmal offense. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to go with the uh, the preseason hype train and, and just grab me some George Pickens and, and hope for the best there. 
I like it. Yeah, if anyone has that dog in them, it's definitely George Pickens. He kind of scares me a little bit, not going to lie. That that pass he got from Rudolph made one made Rudolph look like a good quarterback, and two like I mean just the toe touch swag was like damn this this guy's got it figured out like I'm I'm gonna be trying to draft him as much as I can. I love the honestly George Pixon scares the heck out of me as a Deontay Johnson owner because he could he could just become the dog the wide receiver one in that offense. I love I love the rumor that's going around that the only reason the Steelers are playing Rudolph with like the first string guys is to try and increase his trade value. And it's like you're not getting anything for him. You might get like a conditional 2025 20, seventh round pick or something like that. So it's a good time. Um, at this point, I have a pretty flushed out roster. At some point, whenever I get a Trey Lance in a draft, a guy who's kind of risky like that, I definitely want to get a backup quarterback. Someone with a pretty high floor just to be able to supplement Trey Lance's sky-high ceiling. Um, but with that said, I'm really just drafting for upside with all the other positions. And I think the guy that I want to get just as like a bit of an insurance policy in case Kyle Pitts gets hurt or the Falcons start being absolutely terrible, which we fully expect, and they kind of sit down their top guys, I'm going to go, and go Albert O., um, I'd say a good chance is he just pops off and then I'm able to trade him for a good uh, good player later on, uh, maybe short a position that someone went down at some point. Um, I'm pretty set at every single position and we're pretty late in the draft, so I'm happy taking a guy like Albert O, who I think should be going 30 picks higher at this point. Yeah, no, and what that does is it sets you up to trade me Albert O later for a good player because I'm absolutely screwed at tight end. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm just really picking bottom of the barrel, guys. Yeah. Konsky, don't ask me to pronounce Albert O. I will not do it. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Albert. Prince Albert. <laughs> it's no pool host, but it's close enough. Um at this point, it's really weird. Sleeper's got a bunch of kickers, a bunch of defenses. I will never draft a kicker or a defense in a draft. I'd much rather just keep going with these guys, um, throwing flyers at potential waiver guys. Uh, and then I'll just pick up whatever defense and kicker sounds good whenever we reach the end of the draft. So I know some people don't really do that, but I, I have, I've always done it that way, and I think it's way better. Um, I'm scrolling down a little bit, and I'm going to go ahead and pick up a guy we talked about a ton on the pod. Um, just continue to screw over Jimmy D, who has just a tr- trash can of lower-tier running backs. I'm going to go ahead and get a guy that I think could be an RB1 this year. And for whatever reason, he's still going 149. So I'm going Brian Robinson for the Washington Yeah, Yeah, that was going to be my next pick, too. Sorry, bud. Uh, so, so what we have here, right, is I'm looking at available wide receivers. There, there's a few upside plays that I like, but I think I need to, at this point, kind of like draft position, be damned, just take who I think is the best upside at running back or tight end. Um, the tight ends that I'm eyeing, I think, are still going to be there. And again, it's like, this is going to be just an absolute shit show regardless. So I, I don't need or feel like a, a strong desire to, to go anything crazy there. Um, so I'm looking at these running backs. There's, there's one guy that's catching my eye that we've talked quite a bit about, and that's Tyler Algier out of uh, Atlanta. So just getting the rookie run, like I'm just kind of loading up on these rookie running backs, or I guess younger running backs, and, and kind of hoping for the best. Uh, there's also the the thought of Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, you made a very strong point of how he could become a uh, RB one this year. So there's that. Um, yeah, then there's one more guy who I think you've talked me into it, so I'm probably just going to go ahead and get our boy Isaiah Pacheco just because things are really looking up for him in Kansas City, and it's like 
screw it. Like, I mean, Naheem Himes is probably the smart play here, but we're not here to be smart. We're here to make a fun roster. So I'm going to grab a Pacheco and, and kind of hope for the best. 100%. I love it. And it, it was such a reach that uh, Sleeper gave me a, a shout out at how bad the pick was. So <laughs> that, that's kind of where I was at that point in the draft. That's when you know you did a good thing. We love that. Um, man, this is kind of a dead zone. Uh, there are some tight ends that I like in this area. You know, Cole Komet just went. Um, I really like him this year. But I have Mark Andrews, so I don't need to take, you know, in, the, in my other drafts I've been doing late tight ends and just grabbing, like, two high upside, upside guys like Komet or Njoku or Noah Fant with the talent, you know. Um, shoot. Uh yeah, we're really getting to the sleepers at this I, point, so there's really no bad pick. Like, these guys yeah. are probably going to drop at some point anyway, so I don't think we need yeah. to overanalyze. Yeah, I think I think you guys are on it here with uh, with Gainwell. I think that's just I – don't, I don't like Ronald Sanders, so going Gainwell. My boy, Kitty Gaines. Yep. That's probably the hardest part about then, having this podcast is, like, all of my friends and family know who I like now, <laughs> and so they're very happy to snipe me at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. All my buddies are going to snipe me now. <laughs> you didn't tell me how the ba- how the podcast backfires. Um, I think I need wide receiver now. I got to go back to the position. Um, I'm going to take a guy that ah, shoot. I don't like him either. I was looking at Gall- at Michael Gallup. Um, I'm just going to go off the board. I'm going to get the wide receiver one in. Green Bay, Romeo Dobbs. See, do we even know how his name's pronounced? Is it Dubs, Dubs, Dobbs? I think it's Dubs. We'll call it All right, so we're here in the 12th round. Um, Wide receivers are incredibly bleak at this point, so honestly, loading up on receiver may have been a pretty good idea. Towards the end of it, it's like guys that aren't even going to be catching passes um, are barely going to be seeing the field. You might as well just like wait until the actual season starts and you see who's actually getting production. Um, there are some interesting other positions. I talked about how I wanted a backup quarterback with some um, interesting su- stability to them. Um, there's some guys like Tua that's available, uh, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, James Winston. I'm going to go ahead and go Trevor Lawrence. He's also pretty risky, but I think the two risks are going to kind of one guy's going to pop off, the other guy's going to completely falter. I kind of like that 50 50 shot. And at this point, I have another pick. And I'm going to go real simple. I'm going to get another running back that I think could end up being a starting running back in the NFL this year. And it's never a bad thing to load up on more of those. So I'm going to go Tyler Algier, running back for Atlanta. Love the pick. Uh, so, yeah, now I, I'm thinking, okay, do I do the old double dip on tight end? I, I think of the tight ends left, I, I'll probably safely be able to get any of them. I'm just going to have to hope Noah Fant is moderately acceptable. Uh, I'm never starting anyone over Lamar Jackson, so I'll probably just stream a quarterback whatever week he has a buy, so I'm not worried about drafting there. There's like one running back left that I kind of like. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bleak there. Wide receiver... Pretty bleak there. There's maybe a couple upside guys that I'll, I'll kind of go for. But I think here, uh, Konski, you mentioned it earlier, David Montgomery is not an exciting pick this season. 
Uh, I think Khalil Herbert last season showed that he's got a little more pop, a little more pep in his steps. So I, I think I'm going to grab Khalil Herbert. And it's again, like the way my roster is constructed, I just have to hope that one of these running backs kind of falls into an expanded role. And again, I'm only ever going to really play two running backs anyway. So I just need one of them to eventually go to, to kind of like a tie or an RB one type uh, role for their offense. Yeah, dude, Herbert is a silky smooth athlete. So I like that real quick though. Konsky, have you not drafted a quarterback yet? No, and you're going to love my spicy quarterback take. Into the draft. Oh, my God. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. You are, you are just going to – you're just going to – you're going to die. You're going to love it. It's the best. I want to be kidding. I'm, I'm doing this in all my drafts because he is untouched. No one wants him, but I do. So, uh, at this point, you know, I, I – um, man, I, just, I have a ton of running backs. Um, but with that being said, I do think my best value here – is uh, Raheem Mostert kind of as a handcuff to my RB2, uh, you know, Chase Edmonds. Um, so I like Mostert here. Another guy I was looking at was Jahan Dotson, the commander's uh, wide receiver, um, kind of as a, as a wide receiver two to, um, to uh, Scary Terry and everything that's right about Scary Terry, you know, uh, Wentz throw the ball downfield. Same is true for Dotson. He's a speedster. Um, I'm going to go Moster here and hope that Dotson falls to me. I like that. Can we all agree that it was an absolute marketing nightmare for Washington to go from their racist team name and then like an interim name to a new name? Like, I can't, I, I always just like go to one and I can't think yeah. of the other two. It really should like, the football team. Yeah, they should have just stuck with one. Like, you can't be changing twice. It's just like marketing one on one. And to me, it's like you can't tell me it wasn't a cash grab for them to just keep changing out their gear. Yeah, I get new merch every year. Honestly, I, I mean, with Dan Snyder, he just seems like the slimiest owner in the league, which is saying a lot. Um, <laughs> I I would have expected him to sell out the team name, you know, the Washington Geicos or the, <laughs> you know, the Washington, like, uh, you know, who knows who knows what kind of sponsor would want that trash fire, but um, just yeah, I, mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. So yeah, I'm going I'm going Jahan Dotson here. Uh, I think he's he's really been lighting it up. Uh, there's nobody else in Washington. I mean, Logan Thomas is gonna be a non factor, he'll concussion by week two. Um, oh, my boy. Yeah, I love that pick. That was a guy I kinda had eyed as a, a potential high upside play as a uh, um, you know, snag him here. I'm, I'm curious your thought on, on not going quarterback still. I was thinking maybe you're, you were like leading into like, no one's touched him and now I'm about to, but you're like, nope, nope, still patient. So stick into your guns. Love to see that. Uh, so some receivers left, right? Alec Pierce out of Indy, a lot of good reports that he might be a strong wide receiver too, uh, but I already have Pittman. So I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to have that competing there. Uh, from the same, or I guess by the same token, like Jalen Tolbert is a guy I like, but would be competing with CD Lamb. So like, it, I, I'm kind of in a corner here on, on who to grab as far as just additional receivers. Um, if if that was kind of where I wanted to go, uh, yeah, because I mean like KJ Osborne, you know, puts you in a rough spot because um, I have Justin Jefferson. So I'm, I'm almost going to have to grab like a wide receiver handcuff, if you will, because the the running back room at this point is pretty abysmal. You know, Gus Bus is injured. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, you know, could be an interesting handcuff. I, I like him as a handcuff. Uh, McCaffrey is going to be the, the top dog there. Um, 
Yeah, maybe just grab a tight end. I don't. I don't know. This is this is a tough spot to be. I don't. I I really don't know where to go here. And I was I was just too enthralled, like looking at what quarterback Komsky might grab that I didn't even think about who I'm supposed to pick. Dude, I'm so distracted. I can't think of anything else. Oh uh, yeah, I think I just grabbed McKissick as like a very boring pick, but like just to make sure I kind of have one more running back on the roster. Dude, I I need to know who this quarterback is. Like I, I'm looking at it. It's like, is it going to be like? Taysom Hill or Felipe Franks, who's just moved to tight end? Like, is it going to be some sort of like cheat code that I didn't know existed in fantasy football? I, I have so many questions, but I can't wait to see. Um, I'm going to go with the safe wide receiver here. I actually have a lot of room for more receivers to potentially start. So getting guys that are just like starter eligible eventually, like guys that I can actually see myself starting down the road. And I'm going to go uh, Jimmy D's boy, Jacoby Myers. Hey, possession receiver. Yeah. Uh and now I have another pick uh because I go on the turn and I totally don't have another one prepared, so we're gonna go off the hip. Which at this point, you know, it's all about stamina in these drafts. You know, you got the, the two minutes and it's a lot of picks and a lot of rounds, and this is where you can get a lot of good value. So um I'm gonna go ahead and take a guy that I think Konsky potentially wants and I'm gonna hope that it's him. Um, our league is 17 rounds, so 17 roster spots. So it can definitely sustain three quarterbacks if I really want it to. And because it's all made up, it totally can. And I'm going to go our boy, eat the W, famous Jameis. Oh, that, that might have been that it. Was that it? That was it. Yep. I want to see it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you sniped me, sniper. I Probably know, Chris Kyle. <laughs> the the Jameis pick this year is just going to be the ultimate cheat code. Like he it really is so good last year before his injury. His wide receiving core only got better. They're only going to pass more. With, uh, you know, not under Sean Payton. Um, yeah, it's he's going to be a he has he had LASIK. He can see. I mean, he's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Dude, episode one. Yeah, episode one for us is literally just an ode to famous yeah. Jameis. So I, love it. I, I think at this point, like. If I were to pick a tight end, it would definitely be uh, probably Cameron Bray. I know we've talked in, in the past that, that he has a chance to really step into a, a very uh, widely expanded role with Chris Godwin out, Gronk gone, OJ Howard gone. But I think just because it's fun to pile on Konski, I might grab any relevant quarterback left because I do have room on, on the roster. So I'm going to I'm gonna make Konski pick between Deshaun Watson, Mac Jones, and Baker Mayfield. So I'll just go, grab, go ahead and grab Tannehill, who's the, the – uh, Kind of the fantasy relevant starter of that mix. Make his pockets hurt. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you know, now, I mean, I'm going to go the zero QB strategy, I think. <laughs> First <laughs> ever. Yeah, um, As Matt David said, fortune favors the brave. <laughs> Crypto.com. Sponsored. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just not going. I'm like, now I'm really waiting. Um, I think in a normal draft, like, that actually mattered, Jameis would have fallen to me. No one's drafting him. Like, I've done a million mocks. Yeah. He's not going to be picked in any of them. Um, so I would wait. I would I would have grabbed him here. Um, yeah, who cares? A cute quarterback. Um, let's just go good defense. Uh, they're in a bad division. I mean, when you, anytime you can beat up on uh, Mad Max, uh, Detroit Lions, you know, I mean, at the hands of the Green Bay Packers defense, they might go 0-17, first ever. So uh, let's take Packers defense. Nice. I kind of resent the fact that you said this doesn't matter. Totally <laughs> matters 100%. We're going to upload this and put it into Sleeper itself and see what happens. But 
Oh, and just the relevant part here, Team 11 does not believe women. They took Deshaun Watson. There we go. It's fine. It happened. It, it will happen in your league, so he will go Those off the damn, Those damn robots, man. I know. Uh, who took – well, so my, my sleeper is stuck, I think, on Team 12. Oh, shoot. so it went Najoku, Watson, uh, Mark Ingram. Then it's it's up for you right now. So if, so if it doesn't catch up, it's definitely going to auto pick you, uh, Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on quarterback again, and I'm gonna go. Uh, well, I guess I have to go quarterback or kicker. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a kicker I like. Uh, Denver, Brandon McManus. If it'll pick him. Yeah, I'm, I'm frozen, so yeah. That's okay. Let's see yeah, what I get uh, where you're at in the draft, I, I don't know. I, I would have taken two flyers on quarterbacks. I got it got you, McManus. You're good. Yeah. But you're kind of at the spot where it's almost like you're, you're definitely between a rock and a hard place. I'd probably grab Davis Mills as a flyer, and then like, yeah. I because I, I I love Mac Jones again as a real football player. I think as a fantasy prospect, it's not looking great. So you're here for year two, uh, so I'd probably also grab like a Mariota. Maybe I've got, I've, got, I've got another sleeper quarterback for you guys. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll take that in the last round. All right, so I'll go. I can't wait. I'll go kicker here. Um, I think you're supposed to, you're supposed to go kicker before defense, right? That's the or is it defense before kicker? Uh, they're they're both fairly irrelevant to me. Um, Denver Broncos or Indianapolis Colts, maybe Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers' offense is pretty bad, which makes me a little nervous to grab them just because the defense is always on the field. Obviously, it's a great defense, but there's just more chances for for teams to score points when they're always you know playing defense. So I'll just go gra- ahead and grab the Colts. They get to play the Jags a couple times. They get to play the Titans, who are not super high on. So trust yeah, trusting Shaq Leonard to lead that team and to uh to superstar them. Yeah, they also just got Stephon Gilmore and Nagakwe, so that defense is going to be absolutely loaded. No, so I, I like... don't expect you to know this, Jimmy D, but um, do you know the two conferences that the AFC South are playing, or the two divisions that the AFC South are playing this year? They have the, they have the AFC West, right, as one, which is tough. Then they have so the probably like AFC North as well, and then it's just like the AFC East with some okay. sneaky good teams, Cowboys, yeah. uh Eagles are going to be good. Commanders aren't terrible. All I know is if they don't win the Super Bowl, um, their owner um, – oh, my, Mac, help me out here. Who's the owner? I cannot think of his name right now. Oh, the Colts, Jim Ursa. Thank you. Ursa might actually kill himself because that dude has been on like every radio station just like, Carson Wentz is the Antichrist. We should have won the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan will win the Super Bowl or else. So I'm, I'm trusting that. I'm trusting Jim Ursa, I guess, which is not uh, not a wise decision. No. Are you saying that he should just get he should have Jesus give him the wheel kind of thing? Hey, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he got a DUI at one point, so that's the joke. Um, <laughs> so uh, we haven't talked a lot about defenses or kickers on the pod yet. Uh, honestly, all these guys are just whatever. They're all pretty interchangeable. You're just going to end up going with the hot guy anyway, or in terms of defenses, just go based off good matchup. Um, the Denver defense is really solid. Y'all know I have a Chubb for Chubb, and so I think they're going to have fairly decent matchups mm-hmm. throughout the season, so I'm going to Denver Broncos. And the words of Juju Smith-Schuster, kickers are gray, nameless faces or whatever. Or nameless <laughs> faces, yeah, we don't care who they are. It's, it's, it's all the same. Uh, and, like, honestly, right now in camp, like, we always end up having a guy who gets cut that is a shock. 
And so if like, for example, Brett Maher ended up winning the job for the Dallas Cowboys today, who thought he was still playing? I didn't know. And I like Brett Maher. So um, at this point, I got to go kicker. Uh, I honestly, when it comes to kickers, sometimes I just go off names because that's pretty fun. I usually try on, on a more legitimate note. I try to go for like good offenses just because we get a lot of points that way. Um, and usually you go for a guy that's like actually healthy. Uh, I'll go ahead and go Will Lutz, who's been a good fantasy kicker in the past. I'll definitely need to do more research between now um, between now and week one. One thing I also really like to do in leagues, if you have the time, is like drop your kicker and pick up a guy who you think could end up making your roster for week one and then making your kicker decision on the Saturday before the game start, or I guess for week one, it's the, the Wednesday before the game start. And just figure it out later. So I'm going to go kicker and go Will Lutz. And if I end up need to drop him, I can drop him later. I see that leaves me kick, place kicker number one, my boy, Nick Folk out of New England. Absolute stud. Uh, almost made a six-yard field goal in the driving range to beat the uh, Bucks last year. Uh, I'm glad you, you left him to me because I got nothing but love for Nick Folk. Yeah, that's some plot armor right there. You're welcome. All right, Koski has to pick a quarterback finally. The moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah, you guys ready it's, for this? It's funny because we preach – real quick. We preach patience so much on this pod, but you were taking it to a whole different extreme. Zen-like patience out of James Koski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm almost disgusted, but I respect the hell out of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I got to be honest. I have this guy ranked above some quarterbacks that have been taken already. Um, I have him above Justin Fields above Ryan Tannehill, above Mac Jones. He's a guy with a new head coach who turned the most raw prospect into QB1. Um, Daniel Jones. I mean, the dude is a nerd out of Duke, so people don't give him, you know, I mean, it's like a white guy playing basketball. You just don't, don't give him appreciation. Um, I mean, he's good. He can run. He can hurdle people. He has a good arm. He has good wide receiving core. He has Saquon in the backfield to open up the game. I mean, I'm not mad. You know, I'm, I'm well, I'm kind of mad. Cause I'm mad <laughs> but I, I, I have pretty long this. Um, but, you know, not a bad consolation at all. Man, Konski, I'm guessing you don't listen to Colin Cowherd because Colin Cowherd does not like the quarterbacks out of Duke. You know, it's just it's what you don't do, according to him. So I mean, that's, you, that's an interesting trick. Do you trust anything that Colin Cowherd says? That dude is no, I do, I do not. <laughs> We, we talked about his college football rankings last episode. They weren't pretty, but drop the mic, James Konsky, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes at the very last user pick of our You're the first, boys. Danny Dimes. So do we so, do a, a quick uh, breakdown of our rosters and then let Konsky get back on the road? 100%. So my roster right now, I went Najee Harris, Javante Williams for my RB1 and 2, Kyle Pitts for my tight end 1, uh, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, Amon Ross St. Brown, Rashad Bateman as my next four picks. And then Damian Pierce will probably fill out that last uh, flex spot. Trey Lance is my QB1. And then Denver Broncos defense and Will Lutz kicker. Great. Yeah. And so I've got Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Pittman, all for sure starters at wide receiver. Lamar Jackson at my quarterback. Then my running backs would be AJ Dillon and Tony Pollard, maybe Ramondre Stevenson, depending on matchups. Jerry Judy and Drake London in that flex spot. Pretty much punted entirely the tight end position, hoping Noah Fant has a career renaissance in uh, Seattle. And then 
the Colts and my boy Nick Folk are, are rounding it out. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure everyone is tuning in for, you know, uh, Jimmy K's analysis. Um, but, you know, just quick notes, Mad Mac, I love your early picks, and I love your late picks. I think you really shine with some of the sleepers in the later rounds, Damian Pierce, Albert O, Trey Lance, Brian Robinson, Algier, I mean, just some guys that are going to be good. Um, and then, you know, Jimmy D, the first four rounds, I, you got the best player at each pick, maybe in that round. Uh, Justin Jefferson's going to be great. CD is going to have a career year. Pittman is awesome. Lamar is could be QB1. Um, love it. And then for mine, I, you know, I started out, I got Dalvin Cook, RB1. Uh, then I went, you know, stud uh, tight end with Mark Andrews. Um, four wide receivers, Deontay Johnson, Scary Terry, A-Rob, Thielen. Uh, some guys that are veterans that I think are going to be good. Um, Chase Edmonds in a flex spot. Got some more upside RBs and uh, Green Bay Packers defense. And Mc- Brandon, Mc- Brandon McManus, at kicker. Oh, and of course, how could I forget? Danny Dimes at QB. Of course. <laughs> I love it, Konsky. Thank you so much for being on today. I really loved you introducing us to, this sounds like a backhanded compliment, but I really love you introducing us to taking some of these guys in really complicated backfields. And I think you took the guys that are the people you should be targeting, Daryl Henderson, Kenny Gainwell, Melvin Gordon, James Cook. Like if you get a good value on those guys, they can easily be league winners if they end up winning their starting job. So uh, it's going to be a good Yeah, I appreciate that. I think one of my strategies you can kind of see go through my draft today is taking the cheaper guy in a good offense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean, uh, 1A, 1B, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, give me Henderson, right? Uh, You know, back a good offense in the Bills, give me James Cook. Um, But yeah, I mean, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun hopping on. Love hanging out with you guys and hope to be back. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Safe travels.